Welcome to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. I'm Laura Katina. And I'm Amy Mara. And we created this podcast out of our own struggles with the hope that we can help other women who are navigating one of the many different seasons we've been through. Whether you're running a business or dealing with the juggling act of your motherhood and your career, we are here to give you real tips and strategies to navigate it all. So let's dive into today's episode. All right. So this week, now that you've had at least one week of the new year under your belt, we want to talk about the idea that some people still have to experience Sunday scaries and Monday morning jitters going into their work weeks. And we know this from our own experience, and we still deal with this um, today, which is why we want to bring up this topic, because it's really relevant to really anybody, I think. Oh, has yes. stress leading into either coming off of a weekend or leading into the work week. And I love what Laura and I were just talking about before we popped on here is that we don't believe that there's a way you can really avoid the Sunday scaries. Uh, at least for me, there's not. Right. There could be people out there that are like totally fine with it. They don't freak out on Sunday night, Monday morning. That is not me. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, you know, because we were originally going to put like say how to avoid the uh, Sunday scaries. And I said, I can't, that's, I can't say that because I can't avoid it, um, which I've learned over the past couple of years, which we'll talk about. But so we're going to talk about three tips to handle the Sunday scaries. Would you like that better? I think putting in perspective too is really helpful here. It might not be the Sunday night scaries that you get, but maybe you get that Monday morning anxiousness. For me, I feel like Ever since we started um, our own firm and I had left my former practice, Sundays actually felt very serene to me. And I lost that feeling of like a Sunday being the last day to rush through to get everything done to prepare for the work week. But what I found is, is that Monday mornings, I had this almost like anxious energy. Like I just want to get to it, right? Yeah. Like I want to drop the kids off at school. I want to get going with my day. I don't want to have any other, you know, interruptions first thing in the morning because mornings are also my key time to get really effective productive work done. Um so for me it's that Monday morning jitter where I'm like, "Oh gosh, I have a to-do list. I have a ton of things to do." And so we want to talk about both and we want to give you three tips that we think could help you handle whatever this is, your Sunday scaries, your Monday morning jitters, um, to set up your week for success and really handle that period of time with better ease and put yourself in like a better mindset to just think like it's okay, no big deal. We got this move forward. Yeah. And I, so when I was with our old firm, I mean, I was there 11 years, and, mm-hmm. you know, so we were there a really long time. And I used to think that it was, and it, and it was in part where I was going every Monday, mm-hmm. but I've been gone from there for three years and I still have those Monday morning jitters. So I think in part it was where I was going because every Sunday I used to just be like in complete like stress, anxiety, panic mode, anticipating the upcoming week. And it's not that anymore because we work for ourselves now and it's just a totally different environment. But I still have, sometimes I get it on Sunday, but I like what you call it like the Monday morning, like jitters. Like I wake up on Monday, I have a lot of trouble transitioning from the busy weekend with the kids and all their activities to 
the weekday routine of getting the kids out of the house and then get diving into all of the work we have to do. Right. And so the first few hours for me on Monday were so stressful. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I try to find ways to reduce that stress because nobody wants to feel like that on Monday. And uh, Mm -hmm. to be honest, I have no reason to feel that way, which is the most frustrating part. Like I don't, have somebody that I have to answer to. I don't have somebody telling me what my schedule is going to be. I don't, we work for ourselves. Right. So who do we answer to? Our clients, but they're not dictating my schedule. Right. Like they're not telling me what I have to do on a certain day. So there's literally no reason. Does that make sense? There's no reason yeah. you feel that way. No, because you know why? It's also, we've had to go through, I think this is an important point because whatever you want to call it, We've had to deal with these emotions and like this worry, stress, anxiety as different people now, right? Because we've evolved from where we were previously to the point where now we're running a business. And so while the scaries that we used to get were a little more dramatic and maybe just fueled by other environmental factors, now they're actually fueled by, we have so much to do. We do have a team that we're responsible for. We do have, you know, clients that we're responsible for and business and networking, all these other things. So it looks a little different. And, you know, Laura and I, like we say this all the time, we really do love what we do, right? So like the five-day work week, we stick to it because that's our like work-life boundary or, or life boundaries that we're imposing. But if we could do work even on a Saturday and a Sunday and it didn't affect our family or it didn't affect plans, we'd probably be doing it. So what Laura's talking about, it's this like transition back from two whole days, conceivably being disconnected from work. Stuff starts to pile up like in our inboxes or in our brains that we just want to like get to it, Right. And so it's a little different now. It's like almost like you're propelled to to get to the work for the day and there's just a lot to do. Yeah. And it's then figuring out how do you, how do you prioritize all of it? What goes first? What what are you going to have to deal with? What phone calls? What emergencies are people going to like call you first thing Monday morning like, "Hey, any update?" or "Hey, I've got a new matter." There's all of these unknowns that we can't predict for. So What we can predict for, though, is what we do know, which is why we have, I think, really three great tips that can be, you know, used. And before we dive into those tips, it's so interesting. As you were talking, I was thinking about a couple of weeks ago, we had a consult with a new client on a Sunday morning Mm. and it was on, you know, it was a video chat or whatever, but um, we were on that call for probably an hour and a half. Yeah. And I felt better that Monday because, and I think it's just because I had done work on Sunday. So my brain was like half in work mode, mm-hmm. half still on the weekend. So it was easier for me to transition that week than it normally is. It's really interesting because even when I'm like, when I'm on vacation, I check my emails Because I feel like I can't step out, like completely step out and then just jump back in after a week. Like that just doesn't work for me. Right. But if I do a little bit each day, I have an easier time. And I think that applies to the weekends too. When we had that call that Sunday, I was fine that Monday. And that's so weird. You know what? But it's it's also really interesting because I'll tie this into last week. 
where, um, when we had the holiday and we had closed our office, although Laura and I were still doing work, um, but Dawn had taken vacation days and we were otherwise really closed and it was kind of really quiet, yeah. but it was the first time I was also home with Olivia on like a school break, like an official school recess yeah. where her, you know, school was closed and there's no other options. Like there's no going to daycare for her. She's mm-hmm. not at that point anymore. And for me, I, every single day I was like, man, I just love my work days because I know the structure. I feel that routine. I know what to expect. I know like what I can work on. And when that's thrown off, it throws me off. Yeah. And so in the context of work and like gearing up for your work week, it could very well be because you're, you have two whole solid days standing in between your Friday and then your following Monday that don't look anything like the five days of the work week. Yeah. Right. That really stresses me out. Interesting. So let's figure out how we can handle them. (laughs) So (laughs) the first tip is to be realistic with the time that you have during the week. And this is something I struggle with too, because you want to get everything done, Mm -hmm. right? Like you have like a thousand things on your to-do list. And for us, we have to be, we both have kids. We're, you know, very busy life outside of work. So I have to be realistic with what I can actually accomplish during the week. So I will sit down either on Sunday or first thing Monday morning and look at first actually what I have coming up for the kids during the week, because I have to work backwards from that to the extent that I can. Sometimes like we have what, like this upcoming week, we have, you know, a board meeting and also another thing we have to go to on Thursday night. So this upcoming week is going to look a little bit different, but typically, uh, because we can't avoid those things, like those are things we need to do. So, but typically I will look at like what the kids have and work back from that. Right. So I think that that, you know, it is usually pretty helpful for me. It doesn't eliminate the anxiety, no, but um, it does help me to look at what I have coming up for the kids, work backwards, see what I have for work. Do I have court appearances? Do I have closings? And then from there, I can fill in and see what I can accomplish during my work days. What we want to point out here, though, is that it's really important to look at this as a time planning portion, not a, okay, I figured out that I have Monday through Friday to work. And so I'm just going to start plugging all the to do's like wait on that step. This first step is really about figuring out where you have time to do the work now for like shift work and things like that, you know, you have set schedules, set set hours. But when you're talking to professionals and people that have more flexible work arrangements, they're working from home, or they don't have to come in for nine o'clock exactly and leave exactly at five o'clock, put this on a piece of paper somewhere, put it in a calendar, put it in, you know, your phone, wherever it is, um, to just see what your actual blocks of time are. And before we started recording today, Laura and I were talking about this and about, you know, this kind of visual aid that we use. And I loved the phrase that Laura used. She calls them focus blocks. And I think that that's so key because the other part of this is, is that you can include meetings as kind of non-negotiables, right? So if we right. have our team meeting every Monday morning, That's not going to be part of a focus block. That's actually a standing meeting that we cannot negotiate. That's when it is. So you have to figure out when you can get other work done and shift those focus blocks. Yeah. And it's interesting. And every week is going to look different. So this upcoming week, this week in particular, 
I had more focus blocks in my calendar, right? It was the first week back after the new year. I only had a court appearance um, this morning. But other than that, like I didn't have any closings or court appearances this week. Next week is going to look totally different. Um, I have, even though it's remote, I have an appearance Monday morning. um, And then I am also a hearing officer. So I have hearings next Tuesday morning and Wednesday morning. So those are going to be, you know, three hour blocks where certainly can't do focus time during those blocks. Right. And then we have something else that we're going to have to do at some point next week, which is going to include, you know, going to court and having to be there for a bit. So next week is going to look a little bit different. So I'm going to have to put those non-negotiables in my calendar, in my spreadsheet and work back from that to see like, where is my minimal focus time yeah. to be this week? And that is something that can really stress me out. So I need to, you know, be aware of that, understand the kind of week that I'm going to have coming up and just accept the fact that some weeks I'm going to have less time to focus, which really stresses me out. But- right. But if you know it, you can better plan for it. Right. And here's the, the, and I think that leads us seamlessly to the next tip, which is, figuring out what your top priorities are. So this week, like we said, we had a lot of time that we had focused. We really didn't have a lot scheduled out of the office for this particular week. But going into next week where there are court appearances and Laura has hearings and we have another big project that we have to wrap up, we know that there's going to be certain items that are top priority and that we have to accomplish next week. And knowing what those are, as soon as you possibly can figure them out, whether that's Sunday or over the weekend or Monday morning, will help you set up the rest of the week in a way that you get those top priorities done as soon as you possibly can so that they're done. And then you can start filling and backfilling all of the other items. This also can help you see what you have as tasks to do that can otherwise be delayed maybe to the next week, or maybe you can find time later in the week to do them, or maybe they can be delegated. Maybe it's something that somebody else on your team, they could handle that issue for you. Or the other thing that I hadn't thought of before, but it just occurred to me now is that maybe you have a realistic conversation with some of the clients or the you know people that you work with, such as agents, and say, listen, I have a really busy week coming up this week. I really won't be able to get to it until next week. Is that a problem for you? And be honest with these people, because if you're going to try and fit the same workload into a week that you know is already being cut back, you're going to stress yourself out. Like you can't accomplish everything. So start to realize that you might have to ask those questions and they might feel uncomfortable because you're not used to having those conversations but try it. And I guarantee you, guarantee you that if you have clients that love working with you, or you have, you know, specific customers that love working with you, one week is not going to make or break. Them. No, it's not. You know, it's, it's always more in our own heads, uh, yeah, right? Of always course. more in our own heads. For me, you know, it can be hard to decide like what's a priority and what's not because you want to do everything. Like you want to get everything done Yeah, and it's just not humanly possible. So you have to really look at what are your priorities. So next week, what are my our top priority is going to be finishing up this project that we have to finish up. Like right. that's not negotiable. We have to get that done and filed. So that is going to be like at the top of my priority list. Right. And then from there, I can work back. Like if I have some real estate matters that I have to deal with, like that's typically not 
urgent, but you know, you never know issues could come up that, but then I'm going to have to figure out what can I delegate to Dawn? Right. And a lot of times if I really sit down and think about it, there's more I can delegate to her than I already do. Right. Right. And the other thing too, that I think this is a good time to just drop a footnote. This is a plan. This is not in concrete. It is not inked with blood. Like if things change and you have to move things around, you have to be willing to make those changes. And I, for me, I can talk from experience here. If things don't go to plan or routine, (laughs) it could be like a tornado Tasmanian devil effect on me because I'm like, Oh, I had this beautiful plan. It was going to be executed perfectly. And you know, rainbows and butterflies were going to come flying out at the end. That's just not realistic. It's not realistic. Realistic goals and realistic plans include those areas of buffer time, right? The other thing too, is that you're not going to have eight hours straight of focus. No. And that's the other thing that I've struggled with. If you expect that you're going to sit and work on a project for eight hours straight, that is not going to be the best eight hours of your time. And I'm, I'll say that with full confidence for no matter who you are, you'll be the highest performing person on this planet. And it is not going to be your high performance for those eight hours straight. Especially if you're a business owner. Oh my gosh. We have so many things that pop up. We used to, at our old firm, have that time where we were dedicated to our caseload and I could go into the office. I used to get there early in the morning. And if I had a project to work on, I could work on it for several hours at a time. Of course, you have to take mental breaks, but you know, we had more focus there because what we were doing was much more limited. Now we have, we're running the business. So there's so many different aspects to it. So like if I get an hour and a half to two hours of solid focus time, that's a lot. That is a lot. It is. It's true. Yeah. Because we have a lot of moving parts and we have people that need our time. And so we can't also block ourselves out for an entire day, every single week or two days, every single week, when you have things that are going to pop up and you have people that are going to need you at inopportune times. Yeah. Um, so being able to be a little bit flexible and understand that you might not have like the solid blocks of hours that you really want, Mm -hmm. um, work with what you have and go from there. And then our last tip, which we have talked about many times before is get a good night's sleep on Sunday and have some kind of morning routine on Monday morning that can give you time to, you know, regroup and transition from the weekend into the work week. Yeah. This is number one for me. If I don't sleep on Sunday night, I'm a nightmare. Like I can't, Monday morning is terrible for me. So I have to make sure. And obviously, listen, things come up. Sometimes you don't get a great night's sleep. It is what it is. But to the extent that you can get the best sleep that you can on Sunday night and then Monday morning, create some kind of routine for yourself where you either do a workout, do some journaling, carve out time for you first thing Monday morning so you can transition into the week. It's never, at least for me, I have accepted the fact that it's never going to completely eliminate the anxiety that I feel Monday morning, but I can't even imagine what I would feel like if I didn't have that routine. Oh, totally. I mean, throwing caution to the wind, just like winging it when you show up. I don't know who those people are, but I'd love to meet them and talk to them for a minute because it's not us. But here's the thing. We're always thinking ahead and planning ahead only for the goal of making our lives easier in the end. 
right? Like we don't put all of this work into planning and figuring out what a good routine is going to be to set us up for a great Monday morning and a great work week because like for no other reason, but whatever, wanting to make another plan for ourselves Mm -hmm. because we want it to be integrated in such a way that we have a successful week that we accomplish what we want to accomplish. And so if you are going to wait until, you know, you're faced with the challenge of having so many things on your plate and you don't know where to start, you could look through any time management book or speak to any professional in that space. And they will tell you that is the wrong time to start planning. Yes, It is the wrong time to be like, you know what? I really should figure out that plan. The other thing too about a Monday morning is that if that's a space where you can wake up and do a brain dump and start putting down on a piece of paper, the to-dos that are kind of rattling around, maybe that's what your morning routine looks like on a Monday. Maybe it's, you know, you set the weekend aside, you're ready for the work week, you shift your focus to that and you get everything out on paper, but do something to just carve out a little bit of time and space for yourself whatever way it's going to help you. If it's with a workout, like with us, if it's journaling, if it's meditating, whatever, just make sure you carve out a little space before the chaos of a week starts. And it has to be something that works for you. Doesn't have to be the routine I have or that Amy has, but it has to be something that works for you. For me, it's my workout, my journaling. Um, If I have time, I can do a meditation, but my workouts have been a lot longer. Um, you can adjust your morning routine. Like I know I'm going to start training for a half marathon soon. So my morning routine is going to look a little bit different. Um, and that's fine, but do something that works for you. First thing, Monday morning, like I said, none of these things will completely eliminate the, um, anxiety that I have on Monday mornings, but these tips have really helped me reduce it to a certain extent. So we hope that these tips are helpful for you. We thank you for spending time with us and we'll talk to you on the next episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and perhaps share it with someone that you think might benefit from today's episode. We'll see you next week.